Welcome back, Digital World. Here we are again. It's spliced in later time in a world that makes it harder and harder to see new movies, talk about upcoming new movies. Hectic stuff, as per usual. But, not for nothing, here we are. We're still going to keep pushing ahead, talking about whatever comes to my mind. Which, a couple days ago, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I was having a bit of a conundrum. I wanted to talk more about James Bond, but it had only been a couple of days since the last James Bond. I wanted to do a list, but I had already done a list a few days ago. I wanted to talk about old movies, but I couldn't decide which old movie to talk about. I wanted to see if I should talk about a bad movie, but then who am I to say if a movie's bad or not? It was a whole thing. It was a whole point where it's hard to make decisions when the movie theater can't just make the decision for you. It was a bit of a mess. I didn't know what I was going to do. But luckily, the winds of fate pushed something in my direction, and now, here I am, I'm going to talk about it with you. What is it, you may ask? You probably won't ask that, because you've clicked on the link, you know what the title of this podcast episode, or this YouTube video is. But let me explain to you why I'm going to talk about this movie. Essentially, we're at a point now where you can't go to the movies, you can't go and see new movies... A lot of what makes a movie good, in my opinion, is that original experience. Once you see a movie for the first time, you can never see it for the first time again. And as a movie buff, as someone who loves going to the movies and watching movies, I love those times when I watch a movie that turns out to be so good for the very first time, whether it's watching Inception back in 2010, not really knowing what it was about and having my mind blown by the whole dream within dream heist movie that was going on or working through my 100 movies bucket list working my way through each movie not knowing which one I was going to like more than the other sitting down to watch something like Three Idiots and having my mind blown by a movie I didn't even know existed two days before I actually watched it so I'm always looking for that I'm craving that high one could say I'm a drug addict for movies they probably wouldn't but it's it's that need to not know what's going to happen. As much as it's good to rewatch your favorite movies over and over again, you will never get that excitement of seeing an event happen for the first time. I can watch Avengers Endgame over and over again, and I love it. I love watching it knowing what the movie's building up to, but it will never, ever be the same as that first time watching it in the movie theaters, having it all unravel before me, and not knowing what was going to happen. And even less so with Avengers as well, At least in that area, it is a sequel or it's in a world of other movies. What's even more exciting is watching a movie which has no connection to anything. It's just its own movie and it has to rely on entertaining you just telling the original story. That said, I have a lot of movies to watch. I watch things over and over again. There's so much out there. There's so much content that often I can be a bit of a stick in the mud. And if someone says to me, you should watch a movie, I have to be honest, a lot of the times I don't listen. Not because I don't think I'm going to enjoy a movie or not, but it takes a lot sometimes to go out and find a movie that someone's recommended to you, to sit down, to find the time. A movie, you read the blurb, you're not quite sure, it sounds interesting, but you know, you've got other things to watch, you've got other things to do. Well, I've done it too many times and I've had enough of myself. I'm here to tell myself to stop doing that and impart the wisdom onto you, which is If someone recommends a movie to you, you should watch it. Unless, of course, it is from a genre 
that you know you're not going to like. As I stand here on my horse and I say, watch every movie that is recommended to you, I know some smart asses out there who are listening are going to come back to me and go, you should watch these five horror films. And uh, no thank you. All well and good to watch a movie for the first time, have a great experience, enjoy myself. I'm not going to enjoy those. I'm sorry. Let's just put that on the table and move past that. Now, today's film we're talking about is The Fifth Element. Now, before I watched The Fifth Element, I told a few people that I was going to watch The Fifth Element, and I was met with surprise. Apparently, this is a very popular movie. This is a movie that's been around for quite some time that I knew nothing about. I obviously have heard the title. I think if you'd asked me, I could maybe have said that Bruce Willis was in it because I think I've seen a poster somewhere. But a couple of people, I said, I'm going to watch The Fifth Element. And they went, you haven't watched The Fifth Element? My God, you're going to love The Fifth Element. If I'd known you hadn't seen The Fifth Element, I would have recommended it to you years ago. One particular person was recommending The Fifth Element to me every time I went to the DVD store because they knew that I would enjoy it. And my stubbornness was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Well, thank you, JB Hi-Fi, the Australian store, which is still operating despite the uh, the pandemic that's going on. Who knows for how much longer, but I'm grateful that I'll probably still be able to order off them online. They've got at the moment, buy two movies, get one free. Buy any two movies, get one free. And I was down there last weekend to pick up whatever new movies were coming out that I'd seen in the cinema. The new Star Wars, the new Jumanji buying two movies so I get a third one for three so I thought why not I'll pick up the fifth element I'll watch it later I'll watch it after I watch these other movies these movies I've already seen before and then I'll give it a go I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it but we'll get to it I can tell people I've watched it and we'll move on the fifth element is a fantastic movie 10 out of 10 I loved every second of it the time just flew by while I was watching it and I cannot recommend it to people enough How's that for irony? Look at that. I'm coming back to you with my hat in my hands. Now, I don't want to spoil The Fifth Element if you have not seen it, although from the sounds of it, The Fifth Element has been around since 1997, and apparently the whole world knew about it except me. But I know there are other people out there listening to me who don't often give sci-fi films a chance, so they probably haven't given this film a chance. So we'll try and we'll try and sell it to them, and to anyone else who's listening, who I don't know is listening, who may or may not have seen The Fifth Element. If you have seen it, I hope you're going to stick around to enjoy me saying how much I love it. If you haven't, hopefully you'll stick around to be convinced to watch it. The Fifth Element is a movie directed by Luke Besson, who has directed other such hits as Leon the Professional, and a couple years ago he did Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. He's a very interesting director. He has a very special style with his movies, which I really do appreciate. There's a certain wonder to his movies he sets up really cool worlds world building and there's a sort of comic booky cartooniness to the movies that he does valerian sets up a whole world in space which is confusing but just kooky enough that you understand what's going on leon the professional is a gritty real look at a hitman in potentially living out our own backyard but you come to appreciate him and the characters he interacts with And their whole repertoire going on there is a very unique perspective that you don't get in a lot of Hitman movies. Leon the Professional is, in fact, one of the movies on my top 100 bucket list. And I'll say right now that that is also good. But The Fifth Element, it takes place in the future. 
in the far future, apparently like 300 years or 300 years from 1997. Makes no difference from now. That's only 20 years off the 300 mark. It's an interesting world. Flying cars, flying taxis, aliens, trips off world to cruise ships in space. But it's not too over the top. It's very easy to understand what's going on. There's a sense of real everyday life to this world. There's McDonald's, catching a cab, trains, planes, the whole shebang. Basically, the very simple premise is that an ancient evil that was prophesized to come is in fact coming, and the only way to stop it is to unite four bricks, each containing an element, so water, wind, fire, earth. These four elements have to be united through an actual human being or a person who is the fifth element. And through all these people coming together, all these things, the great evil will be warded off. Our main character is Bruce Willis. He plays a cab driver called Corbin Dallas. He's just a simple, everyday guy. It's the most acting from Bruce Willis I've seen in a while. I mean, this was back in the time when he actually put effort into his movies, but there is a very likableness to his character. He's driving his taxi one day, and a woman falls in the backseat of his cab through the window. This is a flying taxi cab because it is the future. The woman is called Lilu, played by Mila Jovovich. And as we go along, of course, we learn that she is, in fact, the fifth element. And there are all sort of parties that are after this fifth element. And Bruce Willis is just caught up in the middle. You've got the sort of main bad guy of the movie, Zorg, played by Gary Oldman, who's after the fifth element for profit. You've got a, a monk from an old order that's trying to protect her, but in a really weird, peculiar way. You've got the government that also want her to help save the Earth, but the communication skills between them and Dallas are just absolutely ridiculous. Both of them are working for the same goal, but they have no idea. And then you've got intergalactic bounty hunters that are just destroying everything in their path because they want some moolah. They don't know why, they just want some. What I love about the movie, it is fun. It is absolutely fun from start to finish. So much is going on. So many parties are vying for this fifth element. Bruce Willis is just desperately trying to get through the day with no idea what's going on. There's a certain wackiness to every character, which I think is representative of Luke Besson's films. Gary Oldman's Zorg is a very peculiar villain. He's sinister and evil, but then he'll choke on a cherry and you'll lose all manner of appreciation for his character and you'll instantly be like, this guy's nothing, whatever. You've got Chris Tucker in, I'm sure you've seen a picture of him on the internet, in big golden dress and gold hair who basically is not connected to anything at all. He's just caught up in the events. He has no idea what's going on. He doesn't understand what's going on, and he just screams and yells. Looking back on the movie, he didn't really do anything, but he was there, and he was. I enjoyed him being there, and I'm glad he was there. Mila Jovovich, I've not seen her in much things. I hear she's okay, but I've not seen the Resident Evil movies. I did really like her in this. I thought she was great. As I said, Bruce Willis is great. Basically, it is just a series of events. It is just going from point A to point B, everyone vying over this fifth element just to get to the end of the movie where they can save the day. But you move through this world with its outlandish characters. Everybody ends up on this flying ship in outer space with big aliens floating around singing opera songs. And it just looks incredible. And as much as the threat of the enemy evil coming to destroy the planet is, it's never too downcast and scary and grim. 
the generals talking to the president saying that the great evil is coming, they're making slapstick jokes, hitting themselves in the head. The evil bad guy trips over his feet and falls on his face for no reason at all. The monk that's trying to get the fifth element, he'll try to get on a plane. He can't get on a plane, so he hides in the air ducts and then he gets caught in the wires. Everything going on is just so fast-paced and so strange, but it is a lot of fun. You can't help but smile watching the movie, which is great. What's also great besides the plot, the characters, the world that's being set up in here, is the effort being put into this movie for animatronics and costume design. I've said in the past that CGI is great, and I'm glad we've got to a point where CGI just looks incredible, that an ape can look like an ape when it's really a human just standing around in a motion capture suit. I like that a big alien spaceship can descend on Iron Man and he can punch it out, and it looks real. But there is something to be said for those movies that took the time to painstakingly create costumes and animatronics to make things look real. And even though doing that, of course, you know that it's animatronic and it's not quite real, there's a sense of authenticity to it, sense of effort, that it feels real in some weird, strange way. Very much in the way that Jurassic Park will always remain one of the greatest movies of all time because that T-Rex and most of the dinosaurs are animatronic stuff that are terrifying and imposing because they look real because they are real they are actually there on the screen with Sam Neill the T-Rex could come down and chomp your head off it's a big head it could probably do it regardless people often argue why it feels as though the Hobbit movies aren't quite as good as the Lord of the Rings films I would say that one of those things is that in the Lord of the Rings they took the time to dress up all the actors in the orcs and the Urukai outfits so there was a sense of grungy nasty disgustingness to them that was authentic and real, unlike The Hobbit, where our big bad orcs with giant CGI monsters. We have an alien race in this movie that is hunting Bruce Willis and the Fifth Element, blowing stuff up, our big super evil aliens, and they are rubber suits with animatronic heads, sort of Jim Henson puppetness to them, and I loved it. It looked so authentic to me. It was refreshing to see something like that. And it made me appreciate that we don't see that stuff anymore. And it made me love the film even more. That said, when we do need to rely on CGI, it's not, it was 1997. It's not as great as the CGI we've seen now. But I think it did well for the time that it was in. There's one scene where all the different colors for the elements are flashing. And for me, it was the same as those people that go on the YouTube vids and look at those ASMR videos because they're looking for that thing that's going to give them those good feeling goosebumps. I got that looking at just the different colours. It was strange. Very strange, but loved it. The Fifth Element, of course, as you're probably guessing, gets 10 out of 10 stars for me. I loved watching it, and I loved chasing that high of seeing a movie for the very first time. The moral of the story here is, as we're going forward, it's going to be harder and harder to go to the movie theatres. Maybe it'll get better, maybe it'll get worse. We just don't know. However, it's inconceivable to sit where we are and say we've got no new movies to watch there's nothing out there what are we going to do going back over the hundred years we've had in film there's so many movies to see there's so many tv shows to see i've seen hundreds and hundreds of movies not to brag at all maybe just a little bit but i've seen a lot and for something like the fifth element to just be out of my peripheral vision 
to know it's there but not give it a chance and then for it to swoop in. I got as much out of The Fifth Element as I would if I'm able to go and see Black Widow next week or some new movie. Incredible. So as we're stuck inside, as we've got access to our streaming services, maybe you've got access to get some DVDs ordered to your house if you're like me and a dinosaur. Maybe you've got some old videos. Maybe you've got some stuff that's been lent to you. Maybe one of your friends is telling you that you should watch this movie because you will like it. Give it a chance. Get that new movie experience from a movie that's existed for 30 years. If it's all we're going to get for a while, we may as well give it a chance. Going forward, I'm definitely going to try and listen more when people recommend movies to me. That said, as long as they're not horror films. I can't wait to find the next movie that I get to watch for the very first time, absolutely lose my mind over how good it is, and come back to you and talk about it. So as I leave you, as we sign off, I hope if you've seen The Fifth Element, you're thinking of giving it a rewatch. I hope if you haven't seen it, you're thinking of giving it a try. I'm hoping maybe there's a movie you haven't considered watching, but maybe you might do it now. doesn't have to be The Fifth Element, but just something. Get that movie fixed from somewhere while you can. The cinemas will open, we'll be able to go back, but until then, there's maybe one or two movies out there we could all give a try. Thank you very much for listening. As always, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. I hope I've brought some entertainment to you in these these stressful times, and I will, of course, be back next week with something else. Who knows what? I sure don't, but we'll find out together, won't we? Until then, I love and appreciate you. As always, you've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time.